All right, my guest today is UCI's Chief of Police, George Cisneros, who manages operations that include the Patrol and Investigation Divisions, Emergency Management, and Administration on campus, and at the UCI Medical Center in Orange. He also works closely with the campus community, local neighborhoods, and law enforcement agencies throughout the state. Chief Cisneros has over 27 years of police experience. He joined the Long Beach Police Department in 1990, where he worked in investigations, patrol, and counterterrorism. In July of 2010, he joined the Huntington Park Police Department as the Chief of Police. He earned a Bachelor of Architecture from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in 1989, an MA in Criminal Justice from Chapman University in 2002. He also graduated from the FBI National Academy in 2005. Chief Cisneros is currently the Secretary and Treasurer of Orange County Chiefs of Police and Sheriff's Association and the past president of the Los Angeles County Chiefs of Police Association. In a nutshell, he has a ton of experience in public safety. On a personal note, I have had several brief interactions with Chief Cisneros over the last year and found him to be very open, cordial, forthright, and respectful. It's a pleasure to have him here today. Welcome, Chief. How are you today? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you so much for uh, including me your show. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to be on your show today. Additionally, I want to thank you for being a volunteer at our last event, our training event, which I think uh, hopefully we'll get into that a little bit here today. And without your involvement and the rest of the volunteers' involvement, I don't think we would be able to say that that was a successful training. And so I want to thank you for that. You're very welcome. I actually, as I was planning for our interview today, I called a sheriff's contact of mine, who's a county sheriff, and they actually grew up in my neighborhood in Orange. I actually used to play on the campus at Chapman College back in the okay. day. So we have a little connection there. And I was born in Long Beach. I'm like, whoa, we're kind yeah, cro- of crossing paths. But I said, you know, what's the difference between a university environment and a city environment? And the first thing he said was active shooter potential. And we just did that preparation. We also talked about different things that are more sensitive or maybe more of a potential hazard in a college university. Opioid overdose, sexual assault, fraternity shenanigans, and maybe an occasional creepy professor. Anything we're missing, anything that keeps you up at night that we're missing. Well, no, I think all of those things would keep anybody at night, you know, as as the chief of police, but also as a father of a current student going to a university. You know, those are things as a father that I think about, obviously, is to create a safe environment. But, you know, now being here at UCI for a period of time and also obviously spending most of my time in municipality, I think at the end of the day, I think that we want most as chiefs is to have a safe environment. And so I think there is really no difference when it comes to that aspect. But I think there are certain things that are different in every community. And so this is my uh, third community that I'm working at. And so I think every community is different. And I think every community will look at things differently through different lenses that impact their their day-to-day life. And so I think as a chief, you have to be incorporated in that fabric and to understand those issues and then work with those, collaborate and find solutions for those issues. So I I take this job to heart because it's about working with people and, and having a safe environment for those individuals that come here to learn and to obviously at the end of the day get a diploma that will help them in, you know, in the future, but also for the faculty and staff who are here with a goal, which is to assist those individuals. So I take that to heart. Very good. Chief, what comes to mind right away when I talk to, I I have such respect for police officers, particularly in the United States, 
every day, by and large, they get up and they put a gun on. And I'm not a gun person. I'm just in awe of how somebody does that. It's foreign to me. Can you talk a little bit about what the person is who can handle that and who handles it responsibly? Is it just a natural thing? Can it be learned? Sure, we can elaborate a little bit on that. Um, So, you know, one of the things about the state of California is our police officer standards and training, and I think they're the best in the nation. And I think one of the main things that we need to understand is that when we give somebody that authority to wear a weapon, uh, and and, and it's a lethal weapon. And so we want to make sure. And the things that we do is we go through tremendous steps to make sure that that individual is qualified to represent their community as a police officer with the powers that they are given. And so let me tell you, it's, it's extremely difficult to become a police officer. You Obviously, you have to go through a background, and it's very, very tough to go through the background process. Also, we go through a psychological process. We also go through a medical process. Then once you get through all that, then you go through an academy, which is a 24-week academy here where we take our people. And so they go through rigorous hours of training and scenario-based as to all the way from understanding community policing concepts all the way to obviously the use of a weapon. And so there's numerous hours on how to use the weapon, but also when to use the weapon and so forth. And so they go through all that through academy. And then when they get out of the academy, it's not like we tell them, okay, you're, you've been, you know, you've been sanctioned and away you go. Now we, we put them through our FTO program, field training officer program, and they go through five months of that. Is that here at UCI or? All the communities that I've worked on, we all have had a field training officer program and so they all go through that five months is usually about right five to six months of training with an experienced officer who's been trained to be a field training officer so they go through all those things and they go from every issue that an officer may go through and so we train them through all that is there any type of daily training for officers yes and so we do daily training bulletins and every day they're scenario based And all of our officers go through these, and they can go anywhere from traffic stops to domestic violence issues, numerous things that we are involved with. And so that is a way to keep our people fresh. It keeps them engaged, understanding the laws, understanding the the protocols we'll use, and how to address those issues. In addition, we have continuing training through the California Police Officer Standards and Training, and so we continuously do that also. In addition to that, I always look to our community also for their assistance and training. They should have some input in what we are trained because we are here for our community. And so we incorporate that. We also incorporate our community in our hiring process. So I'm a really big proponent of incorporating our community in our hiring and in our training. And so those are the things. We, you get that information from them and we incorporate them because then they have a stake in the game. These are their officers and they should have some input into that. So is there a panel that you have on call or are there particular people or... No, one of the things we want to make sure is that we get a, you know, this is a broad community with different people here. And so we're trying to reach out to different places. Now, we are creating a public safety committee, which hopefully this process will be incorporated into that. And so we're hoping that that will be the next level of that incorporation and then they'll make some recommendations for us. That leads me to my next question. Goals for 2017-18, is this maybe part of that or are there, what are your goals? 
Well, you know, I think as the chief here, one of the main goals is always to have community engagement. And so we really want to really drive that. And we, we want to be involved. We want to be part of the fabric of this community. And so we get out there. We want to incorporate and collaborate with all other organizations here at UCI. And so that's one of our main focus. Obviously, we're here for the safety of all individuals who you know work, play, and live here. And so we want to make sure that that's our number one calling. So we want to make sure. But I think... For us to do that, it has to come through community engagement. One of the things is this public safety committee that we're advisory committee that we're doing is something that it will be really important for us. Uh, we are in a, creating a strategic plan. Our plan is a little bit different in the sense that we have to be cognizant that in most municipalities, in most communities, population uh, change is slow. But on a campus, it's a little bit more vibrant. In the sense that if we were just to take the student population, that population changes every four years, should they graduate in four years. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I I do have a daughter going to school (laughs) and I've told her, you got four years. So we have to be cognizant of that. We also have to be cognizant that these individuals come from other communities with perceptions of realities. They usually are here between the ages of 18 and 24. So they've had 18 years of being somewhere else. And we have to be cognizant of that because that's extremely important for us to understand. And so... Whatever those perceptions, realities may be, if they're, they're great positive relationships, our job here is then to enhance that. If they weren't so great, then our job is to try to make a change and for them to understand that there can be differences in policing. Gotcha. Great. So, Chief, I was doing a little research on prior year surveys on campus. And one, I saw there was a newspaper article from our school newspaper in 1978, a, a student survey about campus security and safety. And a freshman said that I never heard of anything serious on campus. I'm pretty comfortable when I walk home late at night. There's not enough crime around here. So the cops end up giving everyone tickets. Any comments about that or insight? Well, that's 1978. So I'm, I probably shouldn't comment. You know, I was a young lad at that time. But, but I think one of the things I will say, you know, here we are in 2017 going into 2018. I've been here for a little bit over two years. And uh, one of the things is that we look at our statistics to, to see about this traffic citation issue. And so we've done two years. And in 2015, 80% of our stops did not end in a, a traffic citation. And last year was 76%. I think that shows a pattern of what I define as prevention, intervention, and enforcement, that our goal in, through community policing is to educate and to try to change behavior in the most minimalist way possible. If all we need to do is stop an individual and tell them, you were driving a little too fast, please, we want you not to drive this fast because you know, obey the speed limit, and that changes the behavior, so be it. And so I think if you were to look at that data that we show, I think that proves that we are here to change behavior at the least intrusive manner and possible. The other issue as to saying this is a safe environment, they feel comfortable walking at night and so forth, hey, that's great. I think at the end of the day, every citizen wants that ability. I just ask people to be cautious when they do those things, to understand their surroundings and not to walk with their head down. And this is 2017, so I can say this because what I see is a lot of people are not cognizant as to where they're at. Their head is in their phone. And I just tell people, just be familiar with surroundings as you go through. But they are correct. This is a, a safe environment, and I'm proud to be here at UCI. Fantastic. Chief, first of all, how many police officers are here at UCI? So we have 40. And what do you look for? I've been impressed being involved with the City of Irvine's CERT program, community emergency response training, and here on campus 
at the clarity of the certainly the police leaders who I've had a lot of interaction with and also just police in general seem to be very clear on what they're doing and what they're about and it's impossible to be perfect you know it's like at every level that's what a police officer's involved with he's involved with what might be a deadly situation because at any time there's bad guys out there who look at police as being bad guys or dangerous and at the same time you want to have community interaction is there a certain type can that be trained or is it it has to be in the somebody's dna well that's that's a good question but i i think we go through a process right and so we we go through uh, an application process through an interview process so we are looking for what you define as characteristics that we will say will make a great fit here at UCI. And I think every every municipality does that, right? They wanna see if that will be a great fit. And so I think those are the things we look for. We look for individuals that we think will serve us the best for our community and will follow the guidelines that we have and the goals that we'll have and the vision that we have for our department. And you know, policing is, is an interesting profession in the sense that we respond to calls for service. And in that sense is that we're responding to something that usually has not been resolved. There is a reason why we're going there. And so we are going there to try to resolve those issues. And my view is that we want to make sure that we give the best quality service. To be cliche, I'll say I want to give Nordstrom service for the exception of, you know, I'm not going to ask you to return something after you've used it and you can take it back. But, uh, so we're looking for those individuals who believe in that Nordstrom service that we want to give everybody when we leave that they believe that they've been given the best service possible. But also our goal is to interact with our community. So when we are not in a call for service, we want to interact with our community. And so we look for individuals who who have that ability that that want they have those social skills that want to interact with people, and so those are the things I look for. And through our process, I think those are the things that many communities are looking for. And I think that's why it becomes very difficult for us because the pool is very limited. But we we strive for that. We look for individuals for to do those things. And I think you said it best too is that. Not every interaction will end in a positive from certain people's perspective. And we understand that. We have to understand that. We have to be able to listen to those things and from those, learn from those and make corrections so that we can the next time provide a better service through those people's lenses. And so sometimes we are, I think in, in many professions, we could become black and white in the sense of, you know, this is what, you know, here are those 10 steps to follow. And sometimes we forget the human aspect of it. And so I think in a university environment, I think these are the things we look for for individuals to, to understand that. And I think all of our officers do that. And they, and they have a great understanding. Again, we are not all perfect. And I'm not going to stand here and say we do them 100% of the time because that would be inaccurate. And we learn from, our, from the issues that we may have done uh, incorrectly. Just to acknowledge what, in my eyes, what a police officer does is you want to be your best you try to do your best and you are all human and the job requires you to be 
You know, you're under constant scrutiny from the highest level of education to the opposite end of that. And I, I'm just amazed at how it works and that it can be done successfully. I'm amazed. So, you know, Kevin, you, that's a good point. Look, I'll, I'll just take my experience. You know, I've been doing this since 1990. But in 1990, I knew what I was coming into. I knew the, you know, I knew what policing was. I knew the passion I had in me, why I wanted to do it. But I also knew that there would be very difficult situations where the possibility of individuals having different opinions on how the call was handled. And I knew that would happen. And so so I'm cognizant of that. I do know that at the end of the day, and every call that I've been, I've been comfortable in the sense of what I produced. But I have to do retrospect, right? I have to think back. Were there times when I think, oh, I could have done that a little bit better? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that comes with experience and time. But at the end of the day, I think at the time, at the very moment when the action takes, and you, in, in certain cases, you have a certain period of time to make a decision and move forward with that decision. And I think I've learned that it's okay to make a decision. And it's also sometimes when you start going in that direction, you go, oh, oh this is not the right path. It's okay to, to change that. And, and, that. and that has happened. And so I think sometimes... Those are the things that inexperience may cause that they start moving in, a, in one direction and possibly they get stuck and they don't know understand that it's okay yeah. to to maybe move in one direction. Then as you get more information, it's okay to move in a different direction. So this job is fluid. And I think we look for people who understand that this is fluid, understand what they're getting into, understand that uh, with a certain amount of information, you move in one direction, and all of a sudden you get more information, and that changes your plan, and you move in a different direction. So officers wear different hats. And, the, and what I mean by that is, you know, depending on calls, we may be talking to a distraught student uh, due to grades, a distraught student because of social issues. We may find an individual that has been a victim of a violent crime. So there are many, many hats that we wear during uh, our working hours. And so we look for individuals who can uh, multitask. So those are the kind of things we look for. Chief, in your police career, can you think of one or two of your biggest challenges? Does anything come to mind? You know, as a as a chief, I think one of the things we just went through active shooter, I think those are those are what I would call things that I stay up at night thinking, okay, what would happen? And so those are uh, those are tough because I think you being part of that training would uh, and you went through that and you saw as a volunteer, we went through different scenarios, same scenarios, same location, different groups. The subject, the suspect in this uh, active shooter did different things. And, and when you do different things, different outcomes can occur, right? And so those are the things that are, are that keep me up at night. Uh, issues of, you know, how many victims are, are going to be injured? You know, how is this going to impact our community? How are we going to respond to our community as to moving forward after the, uh, uh, a tragic incident like that, if, if it were ever to happen? Knock on wood, I'm hoping it never does. But those are the things I think what I'm saying is that the things that we can't control are sometimes the ones that keep me up at night as to how, how we deal with. Now, policing, you know, from a chief's perspective, the officers are the ones who have to make split decisions. Usually chiefs of police, you know, we have a little bit more time to digest things and, and to move forward with, right? And so, um, because I'm not the, the first line of defense. And in the first line of defense, those jobs are extremely difficult because we are evaluating people on split-second decisions. And so, so from my perspective, I, I would say those are the things because I'm, you know, the chief of police here trying to determine 
determine, okay, what were those, those decisions? Uh, how is it going to impact my employees uh, after making those decisions? How it impacts our community? And how do we move forward from it? Chief, at the start of the interview, we talked about your discipline, and you've been interviewed about that. Do you feel like, how do you stay disciplined in your job? Is it just, you know, it's like, hey, you just have to work hard and you take work home at night. How do you, I, mean, I don't want to talk about balance, being balanced. I'm not, I don't, do you feel balanced? Wow. I don't. How do you about you? <laughs> well, you know, Kevin, you, yeah. That is a really good, that's a really good question. Balance is something that I, when we promote individuals or we hire individuals, that's something that I, that I talk about is balance and that you need to be balanced, that you, yes, you need to come and be focused at work, but you also have to be focused at home uh, with your significant others um, because that's important. And I tell the new individuals that come in this profession that I have struggled with balance. And I think my wife could attest to that, that, I, uh, that balance sometimes has been difficult for me. That I, Because I am a disciplined individual that wants to work. And, and I think many, many individuals are like that. So I think a lot of people do, you know, this is an issue of balance, right? And, but I, I, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've learned that that is extremely important. And, you know, I'll tell you a, a little story. I, I like telling stories because they kind of explain things, right? And so, um, you know, I have uh, two young daughters. And, and at the time, I, was, uh, I had two young daughters. They're, they've grown up a little bit. But I remember that I would be coming home and I would still be working. I, you know, I have my phone attached to the car and I'd be having conversations and I'd be in my parking lot. I'd arrive and I'd be still. And I remember my wife telling me, you know, your kids keep looking out the window saying, when's dad going to come in the door? And I would tell her, well, I've still got work. And so uh, my wife put out a rule in the house (laughs) and said, you know, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., you're not going to answer the cell phone. And I said, well, hold on, I, I go, my position, I can't do that. I mean, it'll be important. She goes, no, there's a house phone. At the time, we still had house phones. And uh, she says, they'll, they'll call you. And if that's the case, then so you, 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 know, you can answer. But we're, we're going to limit that. And so I was like, oh, man. I said, okay. So I, I said, well, I think she said in the house. So I, I started just, you know, uh, parking in the, in the driveway again. And she goes, no, that wasn't the rule. And then I tell the story because uh, it, it becomes funny. And I started to park uh, like two blocks away. <laughs> and uh, a neighbor, as she was walking our dogs, hey, I, I see George parking yeah, yeah, yeah. here. And then she caught wind of it. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I tell that story to a lot of people that come in because I want them to, to understand that the, the importance of also having balance and the discipline with your significant others and your family, because that's important. At the end of the day, we all work for a reason, and the reason usually is our families. Gotcha. Chief, we're running out of time here. Do you want to briefly talk about an event coming up behind the badge? Yeah, so on uh, December 12th here at UCI, we're going to have behind the badges. It'll be with staff assembly. And uh, we've done this before. It's kind of like a one-on-one for our community to understand who we are, what we do. And, uh, you know, I think the thing is, do we all eat donuts? You know, we have fun with it. I think last year we started off with three officers moving fast through some questions. And we really want people to understand who we are, uh, to understand that there's something more than just a uniform that we wear. You know, underneath that, I'm a father, which I'm extremely proud of. You know, I, I am a son. I'm a husband. And so all those things are hopefully we'll, we'll discuss uh, behind the badge and also what, you know, what we do. And for people to understand, we'll also have some of our equipment out there for them to look at. So I think it'll be a great thing for them, and I think they'll enjoy it. And I think 
these kind of interactions really help us to collaborate with staff assembly, but also with our community for them to come out and to really understand who we are, that we're just like them. We do a job. Everyone here hopefully has that passion that I have. At my age, I still have that passion to wake up and I have a smile on my face. And I tell people the day that doesn't happen, I am of that age where, you know, it's time for someone to, to step in. At this time, I, I'm still enjoy what I do and that I hope that I can change people's life even if it's a little bit. I'll leave you with this. I tell, when I go to a lot of meetings with, they ask me to speak at, with students, I tell them that college is like bowling in the sense of you're the bowling ball, the student's the bowling ball, and they're going down the path. At the end is the bowling pins, which is their diploma. And they need to hit them all down. And, that, and that's, right, that's, you have a path. Four years usually. And policing is those bumper guards that you put up so that you don't go into the gutter. And our job is to just bounce you off and keep you going in that path to get your diploma. And so that's what policing is all about. Our job is just to make sure you don't fall in the gutter. I like it. Thanks so much for being with us, Chief. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it.